0: Today on The Rickshaw Live, we're talking to Joe Asker, one of the very earliest bass players. The Rickshaw Live is a pedal-powered live performance soundstage that specializes in launching close contact between music makers and a crowd, sometimes from a street, plaza, or a sidewalk, or here from the Podmosphere, where we chat with the makers. Come join us as we roll with it. Okay, Joe, I may not have been totally correct in that intro because you are not as old as, say, a Neanderthal, and I'm sure they did play bass, but or maybe they didn't. I don't know, but you're obviously not one of the earliest. But what I meant was you're one of the (laughs) earliest players on the Rickshaw Live. And uh, to that end, I actually have a link uh, that I'll put up on our little page on the Rickshaw Live showing you uh, rolling down the alley i think in this link you're with Bree harris and you guys are on the original rickshaw uh, ricky uh and bless her little uh chassis she was a bit rickety but uh we got three years of shows out of her and you guys are rolling down the alley playing on ricky in this little sketch so um that will be fun for people to look at so so welcome to the rickshaw live podcast how are you doing
1: Doing well. It's a, it's a beautiful Saturday morning
0: in May. So. Fantastic. You are in Fort Collins?
1: Yeah, yeah. Hanging out. Fort, Fantastic. Fort
0: Collins. Fantastic. I've been watching your music uh, by remote because I'm in Florida and I have been uh, watching the shows you've been putting up on Facebook and whatnot. So it's always fun to see that things are still rolling in uh, northern Colorado. And so, but obviously it's been a bit of a challenge. Um for this, the last year, and I sort—I of, sort of find that every musician has a different story about how it's affected them and their playing and their writing. And so, how how has it gone for you?
1: It's uh it has been a, a wild ride for sure. Right when things kind of shut down back in March and April, and just kind of pivoted to focusing on teaching. I, I tried to expand my, my repertoire for, for original music as well and was writing a whole bunch. Wrote this whole little series of educational repertoire for my students and had that kind of published out on my website. It was super fun to fun to do. But uh, as as things kind of kept staying shut down and gigs weren't happening, I figured out I needed another source of income besides just the, the handful of lessons I was able to do. So um, I actually got a job at a brewery out in Windsor, uh, bartending. It was brand new brewery. Uh, had We opened during the pandemic, which was crazy.
0: Yeah, really?
1: And then that's been a wild ride, too, because I started as a bartender and then moved up to a, a like shift supervisor, and then uh, now I'm brewing. Uh, Is that <laughs> A lot of fun and a lot of hard work, but uh, as things open back up now, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back to playing. I've already got a handful of gigs on the books that I'm really looking forward to.
0: Well, it makes me wonder if part of your creativity will not be shifted to create a brew that is uh, representative of your style.
1: <laughs> That's... Uh... That's the hope that it'll be interesting to see our, our head brewer is, is kind of indicated that everyone in the production uh, realm should be writing recipes and doing all of the things. So
0: Wow. What uh, a we'll see. what a <laughs> yeah. cool pivot. I mean, how many people get to like swing over to that side of the production world?
1: Right. Yeah. And it's such a, a like you, it's a really hard, uh, career to get into in northern colorado like a lot of breweries uh they want two years of bartending experience or industry experience before they'll, they'll hire you so i really lucked out getting this job um i happened to know the gm of the place uh he was a drummer um do you know tony Sakamano? oh yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah so he kind of helped start that place up and oh, wow. uh, got me in so it's
0: you know, everything's interconnected there. Oh, so true. It's uh, all interconnected anyway, even outside that. So that uh, that has been what a interesting stepping stone to kind of tiptoe through the craziness of the pandemic. But now it seems like things are kind of stabilizing, maybe uh, returning to a more normal state in the playing scene in northern Colorado. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's right on the cusp of being back to where it was uh i know like ryan ford's gig at jay's bistro is is going strong again friday saturday nights um sloniker's gig isn't quite up yet uh at the uh, sunset lounge but i have heard whispers that that might be happening soon nice um and then yeah got a whole bunch of other stuff just starting to book up
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Well, it may be time for us to get the Rickshaw Live then back on the street to further stir up the, the public consumption appetite, right?
1: Oh, I think there's a real desire for that. I was playing at um, Avogadro's number yesterday out on the patio, and it was completely packed. It was great to see lots of people coming out, lots of people coming up saying, like, oh, live music, it's, it's so good to have live music again. We love this.
0: Absolutely, there is an a, definitely a pent up appetite for it after this crazy period of shutdown. Well, so um, I was looking back at our collection of videos and uh, pictures of you playing on the rickshaw live. Tell me a bit about what you recollect from those times. I think we started back with you on deck back in 2015. It's hard to believe it's that long ago, but actually, that's the date on these pictures and videos. It's been
1: a long time. Uh, I remember my first first time doing that. I think it was with Kelsey, Kelsey Sheba. Yeah. Because we would do the do the rickshaw, and then we'd go play a duo gig at Ace afterwards. That's right. <laughs> oh, my internet's okay. Um, so I just remember after my first one, I didn't know what to expect, but we went straight to the uh, the Ace gig, and <laughs> I was like shaking (laughs) i was just couldn't get my bearings (laughs) but the second third whatever time i it felt more comfortable
0: it's funny because i have uh, a
1: unique experience
0: yeah it's i had uploaded i've tried to upload videos and images of all of the shows to a smug mug uh, album and i i found a few pictures of you in that kelsey gig and then i found a a little bit of you and um, actually uh, drew vote um, playing but all of the video and it's there for you to look at it's just that it's you know kind of dark it's a it's a night gig and uh, we're probably using a older generation iPhone to shoot the video and it's just not real <laughs> high quality but uh, it's really charming because you guys are like semi I don't know what the occasion was it seems like everybody's a little bit dressed up in that particular gig. And uh
1: That's right. You were wearing like a, a top hat and had a yeah. little pipe and Andrew was wearing a, a something as well and the scarf.
0: Yeah, exactly. What's, great, funny great about, what's funny about what's funny about I mean you you might have had the most comfortable seat in the house standing up there in the corner playing the base standing up because can you imagine, I always laugh about this when I see Drew like climb into Ricky and like he has to like fold his legs up and like get in there. And he, of course, yeah, oh, I think he had a soprano is what he was playing because it's about the only thing that fits in front of you when you're in there. <laughs> and I don't know, it's just, it's really asking a lot. But you know what? The thing that so impresses me after having really pros like you guys in there playing is, I mean, we've really we've taken the specifications of the performance to a new level. We, you know, we're outdoors, we're in motion. There's all sorts of unpredictables and interruptions and bumps and, and, and yet, you know, the, the specifications on the side of the box of you guys as musicians, something in that spec says can roll with it. And you always do. I mean, you never miss a beat and, uh, It's really impressive to see it because we can't always deliver up without moving stage the most idealized playing environment. What we do deliver up, though, is that crazy, ever-changing crowd that really puts you on spectacle point for their enjoyment.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. It's it's a riot and, you know, different people see it every time and think it's it's a real fun thing for people to to get and it's fun to do it's fun to just move around and not just be stuck on one spot
0: yeah it is cool all right i want to pivot over and talk about um what you're doing now in terms of new work new collaborations and um you sent me a link to something that we're going to talk about um you just want to preface that with a little uh, story about how this uh that we're going to listen to got started
1: yeah it's kind of a a wild thing um drummer friend of mine sean mccauley just texted me out of the blue one day back in october november and during the pandemic it's like hey do you want to come over and jam with these guys uh with michael kirkpatrick and johnny hartman um it's like yeah sure Come hang, we'll, we'll play. I was wearing a mask and all of that, and um, played a few tunes. It was fun. It was cool. And then I didn't hear from them for like two or three months, uh, and I, it turns out they were like actually trying to form a band, and that was kind of an audition. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Little did I know. I was just like, oh, I'll jam, whatever, cool. We'll hang out. Um, so by around January, they were like, Hey, let's like let's let's do this. Let's make this a band Uh, because I think it'll work oh okay sweet Uh, that works Um, and then uh, Michael has a lot of connections in the Fort Collins music scene so he got this kind of music video with the Magnolia Sessions together and we picked this original song of his to do um, that we had kind of worked up put together we've been meeting about once a week just to work on originals Um, and this project is like or just the idea of, of how this project came to be just would not work uh, for me outside of the pandemic. Cause pre pandemic, I'm, I'm pretty anti rehearsal, anti get together, unless there's a reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but with this, this group of guys, I, I walk away from every rehearsal just feeling energized, excited, and really stoked about the music that we're going to be making. Um, it's, it's, honestly, one of my favorite projects, uh, in, in recent history. So I'm really looking forward to, to where it takes off. Um, so this music video we recorded with the Magnolia Sessions, that song, uh, The Eyes Don't Lie, a song for Liz. Um, it's kind of our, our first little public offering. We've got a few gigs coming up and we're planning some content creation as well all we have to do is come up with a band
0: name now <laughs> nice i can i can so get the excitement you feel about this and and this i don't know this song really does capture a degree of of energy and uh an excitement that conveys that so uh i really like it and i'm only going to play you know a, a little bit of it but i'll put a link uh, uh, to that video on the on your page on the rickshaw live So people can enjoy the whole thing. It's really a a cool, both uh, musically designed piece and the video is very dynamic as well, showing you guys actually making the music, which is, you know, that's what live performance is all about, actually getting to see how it's done. And um, so this this captures that in a really nice way. Here we go.